When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Age of Radio. What's going on, everybody? We're back. This is episode 191 of the Dark Windows podcast. My name is Kevin. Um, and I'm late to the show, Kevin. He was, He's not late. He's just not paying attention. You know, that, that happens. <laughs> um, if this is your first episode you're joining us for... What the fuck took you so long? Well, not just that. All right. Um, <laughs> you may want to listen to last week's episode. Uh, you could do either before or after. Um, because that... The group that we spoke about last week, the Varangian Guard, they kind of uh, encapsulate the whole thing on either side. So it doesn't really matter, but highly recommend listening to both of these together yeah. in some order. Um, just some so, fashion. Yeah, just so you can get the the real feel of, of how the Varangian, the Varangian Guard worked and how our boy that we're going to talk about this week was a huge part of it. Or if we want to be fancy, fancy people, we'll say the je ne sais quoi. I don't speak Spanish, so it's <laughs> not Spanish. And I also don't speak terrorist Canadian. What? Quebec. You mean French? Like I said. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Also, if you're new to the show, we don't like uh, we don't like Quebec too much here. Um, yeah. The five minute timer on Kitchen Echo Dot is ringing. All cool. right. Fine. Okay, we got it. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Annoying bitch. Jesus. God damn I wonder me. if my wife knows that that thing's ringing. So, um, about, about ready to kick into it here? I thought we were kicking the door in, slamming some <sighs> well, things and doing the stuff. So, Harold Sigerson burst forth from his poor, poor mother's womb, already fully armored and bearded, stinking of mead and violence. In either the year 1015 or 1016, um, in Ringerik, Norway. Uh, Ringerik, Ringerik, it's, uh, it's Norwegian. I'm not going to pronounce it right. You guys have listened to us do two episodes about the Norwegian black metal scene, and I'm pretty confident I, mis- I mispronounced everything in that. So it's not going to change. Just... You're not a wordsmith. No, I am, but I'm not a pronouncer. You know you're not a wordsmith. In the words of another show that I listen to quite frequently, just please find our ignorance charming. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, we the dummies. 
The date of his birth is the only part of that previous statement that's up for debate, though. Um, by all accounts, he was already like swinging an axe and shit before he was, you He's know, before the the, the umbilical cord was even cut. Um, he was practicing in the womb. Yeah, come on. He's shield Walden uh, doing a shield wall and shit. Yeah, then absorbing his twin. Exactly. <laughs> he was like shield wall. You know, his mom as because his mom was probably a shield maiden, so she was like, well, you know, not really. Junior, this is how you do it. Come on. Oh, but oh my goodness, does his mother have a name? Asta. Gubrin's daughter, okay, and his father was Sigurd Seer, which is spelled S-Y-R. Okay. Um, he was the grandson of the legendary Harold Fairhair of Norway, um, who, again, that, that motherfucker will have his own episode at some point, because talk about a badass. Pretty much every side character we're going to mention in here, we could potentially cover in their own episode, and there's a lot of them that intertwine. Mm. especially towards the end of this one where you're like, Oh, we could talk about him. We could talk about him. We can talk about him. And they all end the same way, <laughs> which is kind of fun. Um, his half, somebody dies or some, everybody of, dies. A lot of people's dies. Everybody dies. It's, it's the year 1000 ish. Everybody dies. That's what happens. Um, so his half brother also kind of a big deal. That was, uh, he was Olaf the second of Norway. Um, King, what king? He was Olaf. the king of Norway. Yeah. yeah, he was technically the first king of Norway. Um, but it's it's kind of weird how the family tree shit works because he's either his half brother or his first cousin, depending on on how you look at it. But most of the sources say half brother, so that's what we're gonna go with. Okay. Um, because uh, half brother, but they have the same father. Okay. But his father and Olaf's father are also half brothers. So they're, eh, they're fucking touch and go relations there. It's like my family. Okay. Hold on. Whoa. You just, you just fucking threw a, you threw the monkey wrench right into sure that. Did. Like, <laughs> like fucking hardcore. Yeah. Because you confused the fuck out of me. So Olaf and Harold are half-brothers. Uh-huh. And then Her- you just said... Harold's father, Sigurd, yeah. and Olaf's father are also half-brothers. Wait a minute. Yeah. No, no, no. Because you just said... Olaf. Yep. And what's his fuck are half-brothers? Harold are yep. half-brothers, okay? Yep. All right. Who the hell is the other Olaf? What are you talking about? I've only mentioned one one Olaf. You said one the the okay. their father is oh half brother with someone else. Harold and Olaf, yeah, are half brothers. Yes, their fathers are half brothers to each other. But that's what I said. Oh, so yeah. you're trying to say that the mom is the key? No, no, yeah, yeah. no, no. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, their mom, have, the, the mom is the only divider, the only Her- only uniter between the two. No, the father. Harold and Olaf have the same father. You said their fathers are half-brothers. Yes. Hold on. So hold that- on. Hold on. Listen, Harold and Olaf are half-brothers. They share the same father. Harold's father, Sigurd, and Olaf's father are also half-brothers to each other. Okay? <laughs> okay, I'm not fucking following. My brain is... Good, because I'm not either. It's, it's, boy, boy, 
father. And you're saying then then all of a sudden you're coming along with, well then this one's father. It's, it's really not that hard. This one's father. It's not that hard if your brain functions properly. Okay. Harold and Olaf. Harold yep. Olaf. They have share the same father. Yeah. What's his father's Sigurd. name? Sigurd. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. I don't fucking know. Whatever. We're just going <laughs> to skip this whole shit. Uh, we're going to restart here. Okay. Um, I, I, that's why I'm going, huh? It, th- none of it makes any fucking sense. And there's no real history of this other than like the fucking sagas that Snorri Sturluson wrote about all of it, about his early life. He's the only one that kept track of it. Snorri fucking got kicked the fuck out. Yeah. He was fucking, under Olaf. Dude, he was fucking Norwegian Pliny the Elder. That's the only thing we can say about him. He's the only one that kept any goddamn records of anything. And he was also like, well, maybe Thor's his dad. Who knows? We'll never know. Well, maybe. Because well, what it sounds like is what you're trying to say. You're, you're hung up on this, though. We got to move on. We, we're, we're burning daylight, son. <laughs> I don't give a shit about that. I want, I want to fucking. No. God damn it. Well, no. We'll, we'll just, we're going to get into the into the fun shit here, okay? Okay, fine. Okay. We're confused, and I hope you're confused. I hope they sure are. But we're going to try to clear some of that up because we're okay. we're about to lose a character in the story. Son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, so before Olaf, uh, before uh, Harold was around, Olaf was actually doing some gangster shit. He spent 1009 to 1011 in England fighting the Brits. And then in 2000, and 2000 whew. so in 1012, he decided that if there's one thing that he hates more than the British... It's the Danish. Okay. And guess who just showed up and fucked up his British vacation? The Danes. A bunch of Danish tourists. So he led his men and the men of Ethelred II, who Ethelred the Unready, which. Oh. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Saxon Chronicles are starting to kick in, aren't they? Uh-huh. Not all of that's bullshit. Some of it's real. The people oh, no, are real. No. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. The TV show fucking sucks. Read the books. Don't be a bunch of losers, though. Oh. Um. So they went to battle against King Svein I of Denmark. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Tyr was not really paying too much attention and wasn't really on Olaf's side here. Um, he was kind of waiting around, feeding giant wolves in Valhalla and shit. I mean, like, I'm waiting for that motherfucker there. And he pointed at Harold. Mm. He's mine. Mm-hmm. Got okay. it? Cool. So... Svein comes in and beats the fucking brakes off of Olaf and the Brits. Um, beat them so badly that Olaf fled to Spain and converted to Christianity. <laughs> he beat the Norse pantheon out of him. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He, he made him switch switch to, uh, wow. He's like, I, I got fucked up so bad that there's only one god now. Yeah. And, like, he's he seems like a pacifist comparative, uh, comparatively so. to the rest of them. Like, there's... He doesn't have a, a, a carriage drawn by cats or goats. No. He doesn't have ravens. He doesn't have a magic spear or hammer. I don't know what the fuck to do here. No, he even have, doesn't even have a horse with fucking, you know. No. No. With, with eight legs. legs. Yeah, no. Eight legs. I mean. Jesus. There's not even one getting fucked by the horse to make the horse with eight legs. <sighs> it, you know, so he's like, fuck this. I'm done. I mean, I'm Christian. <laughs> what the hell with it? Um, so... He then, uh, in 1015, returns to Norway and starts fighting the Danish and Swedes that have taken over. And uh, 
kicks them out of, out of the country. So by 1016, he's consolidated power completely and became the first full-blown king of Norway. Okay. He also brought Christian missionaries from England to help spread the word of God to the people of Norway, which, mm. surprisingly receptive. Mm-hmm. Very progressive of you, Norway. I'm ashamed. <laughs> uh, but keep in mind here, in about 1,060 years, there's going to come a guy that's going to go, that was a bad idea. I don't like these churches anymore. And then Zippos have been invented and gasoline's been discovered. And uh, that's how Varg is, Vargs are born. Um, so after all of this, he kind of buries the hatchet with another Olaf, who is uh, Olaf Skodegang, uh, the king of Sweden, and actually took up an alliance with his son, Anund Jacob, which does not sound very Swedish to me. Uh-huh. Um, not real sure if I probably mispronounced the balls off of that name, but I don't really care. It's all right. Don't worry about um, it. Again, it's Scandinavian. I'm not going to pronounce it right. Uh, I can pronounce Copenhagen because ah. I know that one. Copenhagen. Yep. Um, in Helsinki, even though that's it's technically Scandinavian, but they're not really. Yeah, they're, they're closer to Russian than whatever. I'm convinced that Finland is like the deep south of Europe. Finland's like Finland's the the West Virginia of Europe, because they get drunk and they blow shit up and they accidentally shoot their friends because they're all fucking drunk, and then they just party. So and like Norway, just is kind of like the fucking I don't know. They're they're like the woodchucks. Not really. They're super progressive, and you get like the 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 fucking outliers, like the like Varg and those guys that are like I hate everyone to burn everything down those guys yeah you know and then sweden's just sweden is like uh i don't know i picture them as all being like the human version of like labrador retrievers just hey what's going on buddy you know just real happy and shit except for that one girl that's like a super bitch and really really mad about the environment yeah so um you screwed it up all for us how dare you (laughs) fuck you get back on your fucking gas guzzling boat and go back to sweden asshole Anyway, um, so this whole alliance happens because Canute the First of England, who is, as far as I can tell, the first and only Viking king of England, uh, took control of the trade routes west of Norway and got the support of a lot of the Norwegian chieftains in like the western half of Norway. And he kind of got in their heads and was like, hey, it would be really cool. So if you went in there and you kicked Olaf out because I don't like him and you shouldn't either. And they're like, you know what? Like the cut of your jib. We're going to do it. Okay. So they end up pushing Olaf into Russia uh, in 1028. So they goes to Russia and then he actually kind of, there's a, a contingency of Swedes that are there that are related to his wife's family. So he kind of hooks up with all of them. So by 1030, he's licked his wounds enough to try to go back and retake Norway again. This time he takes his, his new buddy, Jacob, um, and a whole bunch of men somewhere around the area of uh, um, 3,600 men. Okay, so Could have, not, not a bad number. A fair amount. Sure. I mean, not a ton, <laughs> but a fair amount. So this is where we kind of pick up Harold's timeline a little bit because Olav's is about to come to a fucking screeching halt. Um, also before we get too far, uh, Olaf was the last of the quote unquote Western saints 
to be accepted by the Eastern Orthodox Church, um, and he would become known as Olav the Holy. Okay. Because he was very pious. Okay. Uh, I think the term I would use is overzealous. I was gonna say like like Norwegian Joel Olstein, but Joel Olstein seems like an asshole. Well, so. Well, pious doesn't mean you're overzealous. It means the opposite. You're not like you're you're not. You're very humble. That's what pious means. It's basically, you're humble. Something okay, so he is a religious extremist. I guess would be the way to put it because he's like, I love God and I fucking hate you for not loving God, and I'm gonna kill you for not loving God. Well, this must have been later in life then. <laughs> well, <laughs> that he became pious right about the time of the end of his life, actually. Um, <laughs> So him and his 3,600 men embark from Sweden, mm-hmm. and uh, they get into Norway. When he hit the field, he looked across and realizes he's probably going to have a really, really bad time. Are he you was sure he's not going to have a good time? Oh, it's going to be a bad fucking time, buddy. Going to um, have a good time tonight. Well, he's faced off with a peasant army, which he's like, yeah, oh, fuck yeah, peasant army. I got this. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, uh, led by a man, uh, a couple of different guys, actually. Uh, Herrick of Totia. Uh, Thornir Hund and, oh, and Kelfar Arneson. <clears throat> and uh, Arneson was actually a man who had served Olaf as a military advisor previously before he was kicked out. And then he's like, eh, I think, uh, I think my ass would fit real good on that throne. So the peasant army is made up of 10 to 12,000 men. So that's roughly two point seven to one which even for vikings that's not a good number um i'm not sure where they're coming up with the point seven of a man but Listen, that's just how it shot. happens that was a shitty joke i'll see myself out now um <laughs> it's it, just how it happens you know so the battle obviously is not not a pleasant experience um and while fighting at one point in time next to his brother Harold, who, by the way, is 15 goddamn years old at this, pe- at this point in time. He's like fucking, that That means like he's like 50. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's already been in battle before. He's 15. Yeah, like, I mean. He's he, done some shit. He's um, an old man. Come so on. he's fighting next to his brother Olaf, and he took a shot to the chest from a broadsword. I'm sorry, with a broadsword from a grown-ass man. Um, said, that was weak, old man. So while they're dragging him <laughs> off the field almost dead, Oh, um, damn. he got to witness as, uh, <clears throat> well, from tales written in the sagas, uh, Olaf died badly. He was, uh, he was kind of squared off with one of the three leaders. And again, these are all from sagas. So you can't really tell if this is bullshit or not, because they didn't really do a lot of single combat in the time period. There wasn't like stepping out and be like, motherfucker, I want you. And everybody else, like, well, squares off? No. Well, unless, no they were the, unless they were the actual commanders of the fucking armies, that rarely happened. So you have the deposed yeah, king, and then three shitheads. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you know? But once your, once your uh, you know, combat starts, I mean, you know, it, it's just a free-for-all. Yeah, I mean, you're, you know, 
you're kind of like uh, you're just fighting from one guy. So if you kill this guy, you move on to the next guy. So yeah, you could end up squaring it off against someone else. No, but the way they make it sound is like everybody's Wait, dispersed and you're just oh. like stab, turn, stab, turn, stab, like like a fucking no. movie. No. Um so you might you might have a you know quite a bit of room sometimes, you know, once the it kind of like thins out a little right. bit. But well, once you fucking slam at each other, there's no room. Right. So Olaf, he Olaf would have made some space because he didn't fight with a sword or an axe. Olaf fought with a warhammer. Oh. So he's in there pounding motherfuckers, okay? So from how the account goes, he's squared off with this one guy. He's beating the crap out of him. And another guy blindsides him and stabs him through the knee with a sword. Ah, oh, um, cheap bastard. He falls to the ground and continues fighting from his knees. And another man stabbed, and the guy he was fighting stabbed him through the gut with a sword. First off, I highly doubt he fucking was fighting from his knees with a with a warhammer. Okay, so now he's stabbed in the knee. He's stabbed in the guts. He's still fighting, and he gets a spear rammed through his throat. Ooh. So as Harold's being dragged off, he sees all this going on. Um, Olaf has gone from Olaf the Holy to Olaf the Holy. Oh, he is Oh, so holy. <laughs> uh, I had to, I had to take a second to let that breathe so people can just go, <sighs> fuck. So now that his home is no longer his home, Harold and a bunch of other guys fled to Russia. Um, and they took up with the Kievan Rus, who there's some people in there that we could also talk about at some point, including one of the baddest bitches to ever exist. And... Uh, we're going to talk about a story here later on that she used down the road to the same effect, which is kind of fun. Okay. Um, so where they ended up in that part of the kingdom would be modern day, kind of the area where Belarus, Poland, and Russia are all kind of connect right in there. Yep. Harold uh, and his guys are welcomed uh, by Grand Prince Yaroslav and his uh, and his wife, Ingergard. Ingergard. <laughs> <laughs> Which oh, sounds yeah? like a cheap deodorant kind of. Well, I mean, it's one or of those. Or it's a guard for some, or it's something else. It's one know? of those names that you can't sound, you can't say it and sound sober at the same time. This fucking Ingergarden. If you were, or if you were drunk, you could actually pronounce yeah. it correctly. It's like the Barn Rutland, the Muck and Schnabel. Yeah. Which, as a patron, many a time I know how to pronounce it sober. So Ingergard was a distant cousin to Harold and Olaf. And she welcomed him there as well as she had welcomed Olaf when he had been exiled. Um, Yaroslav recognized after a pretty quick time that Harold had a lot of the same traits that Olaf did. He's a good leader. He cares about the well-being of his men, which was rare for the time. And he'd fight like a cornered animal without hesitation. And then he'll eventually become Christian. (laughs) Actually, Harold already was. Harold, <clears throat> spoiler alert, Harold was born a Christian. What a motherfucker. Well, it, this was towards the end of the Vikings, and a lot of them had converted and... Stupid bastards. Well, the thing is, like, a lot of them converted, but I wonder if they actually... <laughs> did they convert, or did they convert, right. quote-unquote? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes, I'm a Christian, but I still do Yule. I still pray to the old gods. I still want to die with a sword in my hand so that I can go home. 
Yeah. But yeah, it's more like we're just going to like, we're just like looking at the, all the gods are lined up and they're just like, Jesus. <laughs> just toss <laughs> He's like in the back, like giving fucking Loki bunny ears or some shit. What's up, dude? Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, man? No, I, well, I think it's kind of like, uh, kind of like the scene in, um, uh, and Vikings. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, in, um, fucking Christ. I can't think of the goddamn movie. This is part of my, well, I kind of recording that my brain just kind of goes, <laughs> your brain does that all the time though. Yeah, shut up. We listen. We both need Adderall. Braveheart. Okay. In the, bra- in the movie, the Braveheart where his, um, his father has died. His father and brother died. Mm-hmm. Okay. And William's father and mother, our father and brother. And, um, they have the funeral, but then his father shows, grand uh, uncle shows up, and then it's like at night, and they they're like well, both walk are outside, and there's the Highlanders doing the uh, saying goodbye in their own way. Oh, you say so, Highlanders as if there's more than one. Yeah, there's more than one. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> they're listen. There's just you know there can't anyway. be. Come on. No, honestly, I I thought more that scene in Vikings where he's where they're trying to fucking uh, baptize Rollo, and he's like fucking backing away from him, like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> he's trying to like put him under what just fucking jams his head underwater, and he pops back up like what the fuck was that? Yeah, I'm a so I'm a Christian because I took a bath. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, I just thought it was. I figured it would be like you know how how you were talking like you know they still kind of practiced or whatever, but that's why I figured because. They those people were, were, were still Christian, Catholic, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, they were Christian at that point. There was but no I mean, um, but but they still, you know, said goodbye. They had still traditions in right. their own, that they weren't supposed to. Which do. aren't so much. Re- they maybe maybe we're looking at it the wrong way. Maybe they're not religious practices, and maybe they're more of a cultural practice at that point. You know what I mean. Well, you know, traditions. I right. mean, you know, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Traditions. You know, it's, it's just things that you do. You know, that you've all that your family's done for ages that you just can't, you know, break. Yeah. From doing just because <clears throat> you know you happen to you know join a different ba- you know different team. Yeah. Fair. Um, so seeing all of this, uh, Yaroslav would make Harold like one of his uh, almost like a lieutenant. In his okay. uh, of his forces, and he'd send him off on campaigns against the Poles, the Chuds, the Chuds. the Pekineg, uh, Pekinegs. The uh, pe- <laughs> these fucking names thank are- Christ. The only group of these people that actually still exist are the Poles. Um, he would also send him off against the Byzantines here and there. Okay, uh, keep in mind at this point in time, he's like 17. Okay, yeah, he can't buy cigarettes yet, and he's like. Hey, go kill them, them fucking guys. Well, um, I don't think cigarettes have been invented yet. But you know what I mean. By today's standards, what are seventeen-year-olds doing? Beating um, off and watching Twitch. Yeah, something. I, I mean, that's or what the fuck were you doing at seventeen? Beating off and playing baseball, and basketball. I was working. I was working at a fucking chicken restaurant playing baseball. Yeah, like seven. It, shit's changed, is working. what we're trying to say. Yeah. Um. So he actually returned successful pretty frequently from these campaigns. Um, He got a lot of praise from his new handler, Yaroslav. 
And he also kind of took a liking to Princess Elizabeth, who's kind of somewhere through the grapevine, like his third or fourth cousin. No big deal. He may as well be a fucking stranger. That's fine. Yeah, it's uh, acceptable. Right. Um, but as like the first time he went to talk to her, he did show up like a big sparkly cowboy hat and the big glasses and oh. you know the fucking music played. And... <laughs> did he say woo or 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 the fuck like... is wrong with you? Woo, no, <laughs> bitch. Elizabeth, that's, that's Ric Flair. Get out of here. <laughs> or was it <he> Elizabeth? <laughs> was it Princess Elizabeth? <laughs> so he stuck around for a few year, a few years with the Rus, um, and then he would actually end up heading southeast where he offers his service to the Byzantines after he's, you know, made war with them. And uh, they recognized him as that Viking that had come in and kicked sand in their faces and pooped in the cooler. And they decided he's probably a better ally than enemy at this point. You know, you're not so bad. I like you. Yeah. Hey, this is that guy that kicked our dicks in. No, no, no. Don't don't kick him out. Don't kick him out. We like him. Let him in. I want to talk to him. <laughs> um, no, no. He's cool. He's cool. <laughs> He's got a sick fucking mustache. He does. So after learning a little bit more about him, his family ties into skill in battle, they, well, I mean, obviously, he, obviously they had, they had had a firsthand taste of his experience in battle. You remember that time in, uh, in blah, blah, blah place where you just beat the fuck out of us? Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? Remember yeah, that, that one, was great, man. Remember that one guy that you stabbed up through his asshole and cut him in half? He was my cousin. That was awesome. You know, I'm not going to hold a grudge. Okay. Yeah. That was fucking cool. Todd was kind of an asshole anyway, so (laughs) who cares? Um, So after seeing all of this, they put him into the Varingian Guard. Okay. And it wasn't too, too long before he kind of obviously rose through the ranks like we talked about last week. And at some point in time, he becomes either the overall commander of the Varingian Guard or the secondary overall commander. So he's top two positions there for the Guard. Yeah. So in his sir in the service of the empire, he did a whole bunch of cool shit. Um, fought some sea battles against some filthy Greek pirates in the Mediterranean. Which I mean, fuck are you gonna do? It's a Viking on water in a boat with a sword. You're gonna die, is what you're game gonna do. set match. Exactly. Um, he led the storming of more than a few castles in Sicily. Which, by the way, at that point in time, Sicily was actually controlled by uh, the Muslims. Um. No way. Yes. Because the Muslims had worked all the way up through into um, uh, France and Spain. So that's why they get so pissed and they started their own fucking little, uh, little it's gonna, group. It's going to sound weird. It's also why you have um, a lot of French people that are not of African descent that still have dark complexions and dark hair. It's because they have, uh, the fuck do they call them, Saracen French yeah. in, their, in their family history. Um, not by choice, just like a lot of people in England have Danish, Norwegian, and Swedish in their blood. Also not by choice. <laughs> like Irish. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you don't have red hair just because, you know. No. That's what your people have. Um, no. And a couple of, uh, a couple of the really, really fun things that he did here, um, aside from, you know, his, you know, being in his true element of fighting, burning, pillaging, and just kicking people in the face and screwing which obviously he was this is where he's happy this is his happy place yeah couple of fun stories they come up to one of these muslim strongholds in sicily that they were having a bitch of a time 
taking. And these are in no particular order because I honestly don't remember what the time frame for them is. Um, but okay. they could not take this one stronghold because back then, if you had a stronghold, uh-huh. you held it. There's you're not gonna, not going to just come in and take it because these guys were traveling so far that they didn't bring like siege equipment, yeah. ladders, shit like that. You basically had to try to starve them out, and in the process, you're going to starve too. Yeah, it's not really going to happen too much. I so mean, unless, unless it's uh, you know, land travel, you know, type of right. thing, you know. But if you're, but you're coming you're in by sea, sea. And you're not going to store all that shit. Yeah. So one day, Harold notices a, a bunch of birds flying out of the stronghold, and then later in the night, they would fly back in because they would nest in the thatch roofs of the buildings. Uh-huh. So a few days go by, and he's just watching the birds. And then he decides, hey, I want everybody to go catch as many of these goddamn birds as we can and bring them back here. So (laughs) I like to picture these guys just, like, making baskets out of their chainmail armor and Uh just, like, carrying all these birds back and just plopping them on the ground and being like, okay, what do we do with them now? All right, boss, this is what we're going to (laughs) do. So what they did (laughs) is they took these birds, and they waited until just before where they would be flying back into town. And they tied little itty-bitty twigs to their feet. Uh-huh. And they set those twigs on fire. <laughs> and they set the birds loose. They flew back in and burned the fucking city to the ground. With birds. <laughs> That's smart. Yeah. Nature's an asshole. Um, another one of them had a really, really no, high... No, no, no. Nature's not an asshole. He is an asshole. He's an asshole. And he also used nature <laughs> to his advantage. Um Game set match. Well, another another one of these fucking um, these strongholds had really high walls, high thick walls that they could not get over or through or anything like that. So he decides instead of going through them, we're gonna go under them. <laughs> they tunnel in under the fucking walls, and they actually pop up through the marble floor of the fucking mosque inside and kill everybody in it. It's like there was reports that people were. Sitting there, you know, they're doing their thing, and they can see the floor starting to move, and then all of a sudden, it's just giant bearded psychopaths in there with axes and shields and shit. Can you imagine just, like, minding your own business, and all of a sudden, just fucking, bam! Somebody kicks a hole in your floor, and they come up through the fucking basement? It's wild shit. So there was another one that they had been having a lot of trouble with. Um, So he came up with a plan. He came up with a plan because they could not take this one. He fakes his own death. So he tells 10 of his guys, I want you to go to the walls and tell whoever you speak to that I died. I succumbed to my wombs, my my wombs, my wombs. Yes. I succumbed to my wounds during battle. I succumbed to my wombs. And you would be honored if they would, (laughs) if they would allow you to bury me in, uh, in, in hallowed ground, essentially, because I'm a Christian. Yeah. So they go to the wall and they tell him all this. The guy goes to the commander and the commander also thinks if we have the body of Harold Sigurdsson in our ground, people aren't going to fuck with us because we killed him. What mm-hmm. are we going to do to you? Let him in. Bring him in. So he's got his 10 casket bearers. Dumbass. And another 30 to 40 guys that come in mourning the loss of their... Their dear, brave commander, um, the commander of the facility, 
shows up for the services because, you know, it's what you do out of respect and also uh, metaphorically piss in your enemy's face after he's dead. Yep. And uh, as soon as all the Varingians are in, they just drop his casket on the ground. And the guy's like, what the fuck was that? And he pops out of this motherfucker fully armed, fully armored, and they killed everyone that they ran across. <laughs> very nice. Very uh, Battle of Troy-esque. Yeah. It's very... Uh, Trojan horse. It's very Punisher PS2-esque. <laughs> the scene where you pop up out of the casket at the fucking... Uh, the Mafia funeral with the M60 and just mow everybody down. Never played that. Uh, they also did this in a, se- in a season of Vikings with uh, uh-huh. Bjorn, where they snuck him into the city so he could do uh, fucking, like, reconnaissance work and open the gate and shit. Yeah. So, again, Vikings fucked up history on the History Channel. Um. But the best part of this story hasn't come yet, because when they left Sicily this time, they had to steal a Sicilian ship because they had so much fucking loot on their original ship that it almost sank. So they had to have a second ship to put it all on. (laughs) Um, Over the course of his time in Sicily and in the service of the Varingian Guard, he took somewhere in the neighborhood of 80 strongholds from Muslim leaders. That's good. Uh, that's uh that's pretty fucking not bad takes talent yeah you know and persistence (laughs) yes and being smart and balls very smart dude be like hey we'll fake my death it's perfect it's very who wouldn't fall for for a faked death you know i mean it's like it's like the it's like you know the 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 whole trojan horse thing you know you know you know, in Troy. It's a Trojan Viking. Yeah, well, fucking, you know, in Troy, like, oh, look, it's a fucking horse. Hey, wow, a, a big wicker horse. That, that's really cool. I love it. It'd be a shame if this was full of guys that wanted to fucking kill us. <laughs> there is no possible way no. it is full of people. How are they going to fit that many dudes in a horse? It wouldn't happen. No way. I, mean, I know you can only fit one horse in a man. I don't know how many men let's, you can fit in a horse. Let's, let's bring this thing inside. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And just like the horse fitting into a man, it ended with death. Yes. <laughs> uh, so the year 1040 rolls around, and a Bulgarian commander by the name of Peter Delian, which, well, you think Bulgarian, that's not a name I think. Uh, you know. But anyway, he starts he starts raiding Byzantine lands. And he captures and destroys a couple of garrisons that have been in use since the Greeks controlled the area. And the emperor is not real happy. Um, this is Michael V. Fifth, uh, fourth. I'm sorry. Yeah, bring out the man. Go to the fucking bullpen. <laughs> Call for the man. <clears throat> um, so Michael the Fourth is uh, he's a little hot. He goes, you know what? Go take care of my light work for me. And Harold's like, fucking, you got it, buddy. <laughs> and uh, praise he... <laughs> be to all. I mean, uh, praise be. No, wait, hold on. Whoever they worship, I'm gonna kill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how about that? <laughs> Uh, so Harold arrives on scene. Um, I kind of like to think that he was like, listen, you got to do something here, man. You can't keep doing this shit. You got to leave. And then some like Bulgarian guy up on the, up on the fucking parapets, like, fuck you. And like give him the finger. And, (laughs) and he did not take this completely made up interchange very lightly. And he assaulted the Bulgarian forces. Uh, the Bulgarians didn't stand a whole hell of a lot of a chance. Think, uh, Tyson Fury fighting a small child on crutches. That's about how, how this would have worked. Okay. Um, 
Harold personally handled our new friend Peter. Uh, according, Peter. <laughs> according to some sources, he uh, he had him held down and started carving up his face, uh, Reservoir Dog style, and then realized, oh shit, I'm a Christian. I can't be doing Viking shit. So he just cut his throat and got it over with. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Fuck, I can't. <laughs> Sorry. Looks up and he's like, Sorry, bud. <laughs> yeah, um... Is this better? I did it for you, Dad. <laughs> yes, it's fine. Yes. Get away with it. Did you hear it? He said it was okay. <laughs> I'm going to blood eagle you in the name of Christ, dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this earned him the super fucking metal nickname, the Devastator of Bulgaria. <laughs> Which sounds like a pro wrestler nickname, I would think. But uh, yeah, pretty yeah. fucking rad. Harold, <laughs> the Devastator. Of Bulgaria. Of <laughs> Bulgaria. So here's where, here's where shit gets a little fuzzy and a lot of fun. Harold finds himself in a bit of a pickle not too long after this. He's on the run from the Byzantines because of uh, a regime change. So Michael IV has died. His son, Michael V, is taking over. Michael V doesn't like Harold. Because he thinks the leader of the guard should be a Byzantine. Because, hmm... You know, okay. We don't like. I don't like outsiders. <clears throat> um, also, he refused to pay the Varingians, so they were like, "Fuck you! We're gonna set it out until you pay us." Because in case you forgot from last week, we're mercenaries. We don't actually work for you. Yeah, we are independent contractors. Um, so he was thrown in jail for refusing to fight. There's also a, another potential reason. There's a very good chance that he may have been currently stabbing the Emperor's mom. With his meat sword. <laughs> um, I was going to not say the, the the Emperor's mom. I was going to say the Emperor's wife. But, oh, no. You know. Oh, no. He was, he, was, he was banging the mom. Um, hey. So, uh, the, people of, the, the people of Byzantium have had... Some shit going on, and there's some small-scale riots. <clears throat> and Constantinople, in particular, decided, well, what the fuck are we doing? Why are we letting this asshole tell us that we're can't have that we not going to pay our best fighters to go put this shit down? So somebody lets the Varingians that have been jailed out. They, quote-unquote, change regimes by uh, Harold personally taking a red-hot poker and blinding the emperor... And then exiling him and his mother to an island <laughs> where he would live for the rest of his life and uh, in a, a monastery, which is also handy because he castrated him, too. Oh. So uh, with scissors, like shears. Oh. There's no knife. It's just like, ah, uh, fucking sh- sh- just take a little bit off the top. Ooh. By the top, I mean the bottom of your dick, right to your butt cheeks. Just a little uh. bit off. Yeah. So. <laughs> Ouch. Um, yeah, so after this, he's like, fuck it, and he goes back to Russia. Um, he's headed back to Novgorod, and his side cousin piece, Princess Elizabeth, because obviously she's been waiting because she's an honorable woman. Of course. And Harold's just been slinging dick across the continent of course, as, because he's as, a pig, and that's what we do. <laughs> and that's what men do. <laughs> when yes. I say we, I don't mean like me, because fucking look at me. But we're men, though. I mean, that's yeah. what we do. Well, if I looked like Harold, I'd be like, probably rolling in it but i don't well i don't know what harold uh, looked like so he could look like a fucking so dirt picture bag. your typical like your stereotypical viking like 
big, you know, like big, big, okay. tall, broad-shouldered, long blonde hair, long mustache, big thick beard. Um, in a time where people were like five eight, five nine, usually Harold was like six two, six three. He was a big fucking dude. Okay. Um, because they they tell stories of him being seven feet tall, and well, so seven feet tall, he was like six three because yeah. everybody else is tiny. Um. So he goes back and he earns the favor of Princess Elizabeth and gets permission from mom and dad. They end up getting married and um, kind of settles down. And um, this happily ever after. You were probably expecting a little <laughs> bit more exciting shit than that, but uh, that's it. Until, <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> uh, like Billy Mays, there's more. Shortly after they got married, Harold starts getting the itch. He's like, you know. It's been like... Did he, wait a minute. I don't know. A what month? kind of itch are we talking about? Oh, it, it's like when you can't She's been scratch. fucking around on him, huh? No, it's like, it's like when your, your feet itch, or like you get that itch in the back of your the roof of your mouth oh. that you can't get rid of. Oh, oh. And it's like, that you know, kind of... I was thinking something else. I know what caused it. It's not the herpes. <laughs> I haven't killed somebody in like three months. Oh. And I, I'm going through fucking withdrawals. Uh-huh. I gotta do it. So, at the same time, he's getting a little homesick. Like, Norway homesick, not Russia homesick. So he gathers up. Elizabeth, let's go. <laughs> oh, no, Elizabeth stays home. Oh. Um, so he gathers up. Well, I mean, yeah, he can't show up, you know, you know in back home. No. Well, he, he takes his Varangians, who are no longer associated with the Byzantine Empire, who, by the way, shortly after he got back to Russia and hooked back up with Yaroslav and all those guys... Yaroslav sent almost his entire fucking army and they just beat the shit out of Constantinople. So there was probably a little bit of crossover between marrying my daughter and giving me some insider information on how I can get in there and just butt sex Constantinople for a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, so he rounds up his Varangians and he lays down the challenge. He goes, help, you're going to either help me retake Norway or I'm going to call you a sissy bitch in front of your family for the rest of your life. No. We ain't playing. Homie, don't play that. You can't be saying that. So after everybody gathers up their shit, they head to the docks, and from there, they're headed for Norway. We sail. A little bit of a detour, because we went from Russia down to Sicily. Just to fuck with them out of spite. Well, I mean. And then we hooked back. It <laughs> went back towards went back towards Scandinavia in general. Um, so he went down to the Met. So he went from the Black Sea yeah. into the Met, and then up around. Yep. Come we on, took, we took the long way to Norway. Don't tell me they didn't fucking make stops along the way. I mean, fuck with the French while well, no, the French no, he then. went specifically to show his dick to Sicily again. Oh, I'm I'm assuming they didn't even do anything. He just like sailed by and just dropped his pants. And was like, ha, ah, that's my ass. Fuck you. <laughs> they just. <laughs> A fucking robot moon, uh, mooning. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in 1042, the current leader of Norway is Magnus the Good, who's Harold's, I guess, nephew. Because he is Olaf's son. Okay. So his half-nephew. Okay. Whatever. Um, Magnus is pretty badass in his own right, though. Um, not only was he the king of Norway, he had also claimed the throne of Denmark after he went down and bitch slapped uh, Swain Estridsen, um, who was kind of a 
kind of a puppet leader that was put there by um, the Swedes. They're like, you know, there's nobody in power in in Denmark at the moment. If we put you there, we can work together, and you can just kind of ignore Norway, even though they're, like, spitting distance from you. Fuck them. Um, the Danish. The glove. So, Harold's first order of business was he's going to go to... Um, he's going to hit the Danish coast to show Magnus that... You know, to show... The, to show uh, Denmark, that Magnus can't do anything to stop him. Yeah. Um, he then went from there um, and met up with the now deposed Swain in Sweden. And he also met up with his buddy that he had met on the battlefield before, Anand Jacob, the the now king of Sweden. Of Sweden. Um, they form a little pact and then they set off for Denmark again. They hit it hard and word gets back to Magnus, who was away at the time. And his first thought was, oh, fuck, they're headed for Norway next. I got to get back. So they land back in Norway and his feet hit the soil. And he just kind of thought to himself, daddy's home. And somehow when he thought that, every man of fighting age that knew who he was reacted to it like a dog whistle. So you're trying to say trumpet sounded? Something like that. It was a... I like to think it was more of a... Just like, you know, guys were sitting there, like, tending their sheep and just, well, cold chill. <gasps> ah, the force. He's back. <laughs> the force came of all. Yeah. <laughs> so he raised an army in Sweden with his core of his Varingians, uh-huh. some Swedish dudes, and some Norwegians that were like, oh, no, we're not fighting you because that's suicide. Yeah. Um, and they were going, they're headed to retake his country. His original plan was to retake his father's petty kingdom, which was kind of in the southern part of Norway. Yeah. And politic and use force to get his way back to the throne. So basically become Jarl of... Of, uh... Of wherever. Of, yeah, this, like, you know, right. small area. Right. And then yeah. and then keep building up steam and moving north and being like, hey, yep. I'm getting closer. I'm in charge of this now, and I'm in charge of that now. I'm in charge of that behind you, too. Look, you see it? No, you're not going to fall for it. Okay, cool. But I own that too. So the only thing between me and everything else that I own is you. That's not a good spot to be. Um, so when only Magnus... Thing you can do now is just give up. Yeah. Come on. Come and, on, nephew. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to, I can do it the nice way or I know guys with swords. <laughs> so, so Magnus gets back and is almost immediately in council with his advisors. Because mm. um, believe it or not, most of these rulerships were not a monarchy. A lot of what you see in TV and movies and shit, where you see like the Vikings and the Scandinavians and all that, it's like, oh, it's this one guy making all... No. no. Yes, he's in charge, but he has a core group of people around him that are like, yeah. you know, eh, that's not a good idea. And he's like, okay, well, why not? Okay, cool, I get it. It's because it was more like a... a- parliament type right. thing he still had the final say in stuff yeah but these people were allowed to tell him maybe not a great idea yeah and then he would take it under advisement and then make his own decision yeah i mean um, they, they, they could overrule him or whatever and say no no we're not really going to do that but you know yeah but um not really going to happen also vikings were not terrible to their women like you would see in tv and movies and shit no actually really good to the women women had a lot of fucking rights 
in yeah. ancient Scandinavia. Uh-huh. Um, that's the first culture that they were allowed to initiate divorce proceedings was ancient Scandinavia. Yeah, women um, had a lot like it. When lot men went rights. off to fight, women took control of everything. Yep. Even when they were back, the women were pretty much in control of the house. You fucked up, and your wife's going to be like, get your fucking shoes off the table, you piece of shit. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they weren't disgusting, filthy savages. They cleaned themselves very frequently. They were born, they were, uh, not born, uh, a lot of times when they were buried, they were buried, like buried with a, uh, a grooming kit. So they had, you know, a uh, small knife, little, like all, like a razor kind of thing, combs, shit like that. So not fucking, you know, like what you see in yeah. all the other shit. No. It's not 13th Warrior. Good movie though. Good movie. Um, it's loosely, loosely based on, you know, based on truth. Right. I mean, there wasn't, you know. Very loosely. Yeah, because, well, what's his name? The Antonio Banderas character was not, first off, A, he didn't go really do much of anything. And there was, it was actually the translator that, you know. Now, the other thing I've heard about that movie is his character the real, like the real actual account of it, his character wasn't a philosopher or anything. He was actually a blacksmith, and that's where you got the uh, the Ulfbert's the uh, was it the Ulfbert swords that were made of like fucking Persian steel with Persian design and shit. That's where those came from. Was from this dude that they're like, this guy's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, he looks weird, but. Get your fucking genie shoes on the boat, son. We got we got swords to make. Yeah. Um. So okay, back to it here. Um. So he has his council, and he decides to offer peace to Harold. So some of the conditions of what we're about to see is, and again, I think a lot of this was because he knew that if he went to war with Harold, he's going to lose men. He's going to lose leadership, like guys in leadership positions. He's going to lose his council because these guys know that he's the rightful king. Yeah. So we're going to try to keep everybody happy. Also, he knew Harold's a lot better fighter and a lot better tactician than he is. So here's the deal. Harold would become co-ruler of Norway, and he would give Magnus half of his wealth that he has accrued while he's been just stealing the tits off of the off of the Mediterranean. Reason for that is because Magnus is not good with money and he's fucking broke. Yeah. There is no money left in his kingdom, including like after he's taxing people, he has no goddamn money left because he just fucking blows it on stupid shit. Um like trying to be king of two different countries at the same time. Um he would also have to cut ties with Swain and Magnus would become the full ruler of Denmark and co-ruler of Norway because you know so (laughs) everything's coming up Magnus at this point like this is a good deal for him but we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna (laughs) gonna come back and we'll really get into how this deal worked out in the long run because didn't work so hot I don't think so (laughs) well we'll be right back Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank 
and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. We're back. Um, And as co-rulers of the show, we're going to get into how co-rulers of a kingdom works. And it's it works better with us because. Yeah. Yeah. So as co-rulers, they kind of kept their distance from each other. Because the very few times that they got together to try to hash out some kind of a big thing, it usually ended with violence and Harold screaming at Magnus, threatening to kill him. Shit like that. Because Harold, you know, he took the deal, but he didn't really want to be co-king. He took he the deal, but he wants to be king-king. He took the deal, but he didn't take the deal. Oh, he took the deal. No, no, no. Um, you know what I'm saying? He he took the deal, but he really didn't take the he, deal totally. He took the deal, but he is about to take the deal. Okay? The whole deal and nothing but because the deal? Because another part of this, a really interesting point, something you you don't really hear of it a lot because you don't hear of a lot of fucking co-rulers. Very, very rarely has there been two popes or two presidents. I mean, we've had two presidents once, and it was a bad time. But, uh... Um, so as co-rulers, they decided that whichever one of them died first, I'm sorry, if one of them died, whoever survived would take everything and become the king of Norway and they could do, right. And they could do whatever they wanted with Denmark. So let me guess. Harold's like, hmm. How can I get this fucker out? Well, Magnus dies less than a year after this whole agreement has started. <laughs> um, uh, so we're not going to say that. And Harold didn't have anything to do with it, right? Yeah. Depending on which, you know, which fucking uh, choose your own adventure book you want to believe. Um, he either died of illness. Natural causes. Or he died of a fall illness, from a horse. Or illness. Or he fell off a ship and drowned. I like to think he fell off a horse with the help of an arrow. And then while trying to regain his footing and get back onto the horse, he was drowned. He fell off a boat and died. Doesn't who knows? Who knows? Maybe his horse was running on a ship. He got shot and fell off the ship. Maybe the horse killed him. Maybe the horse stabbed him. We don't know. It's lost to history. You at this watch point. out for those fucking horses. They will stab you. So they're, they're tricky bastards. I personally think this is what happened. He got shot, and then somebody put a fucking boot on the back of his head and drowned his ass. <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald <laughs> shot him from the. I don't know if they had books or not. Yes, they Lee did. Harvey Oswald killed him one way or the other. <laughs> so now, with his competition slash cousin slash co ruler gone, his nephew. Either way, sorry, cousin <laughs> nephew. It doesn't really matter because he's dead. Yeah. Um. So with all that shit gone. The world is mine. Harold is now the undisputed king of Norway. And he went, you know what? I don't really give much of a fuck about Denmark. Swain, you can have it back. So the alliance stands. So now the Just guys. Don't fuck with me. The guys that control the three most powerful Scandinavian countries at the time are buddies. With, with, oh, sorry. I hit the mic. I see that. 
but he, he, he probably had a like a little quasi thing in there, which, which was basically, you know, don't mess with me or else, because you know, I will well, kill no, not you. Not really. Like everything was everything was hunky dory there for a while. Yeah, but he probably told him though. If somebody, I'm gonna gives, give this to you. If somebody gives you a kingdom and says, "This is yours," remember what we've done together. Don't. You're not gonna fuck with him. Yeah, but right he off. probably also told him, "Don't fuck with me." Well, so Harold is now being referred to as King Harold the Third, uh-huh. and this is also where he got his nickname and more famous surname than his actual surname, Hardrada, which in Norwegian means hard ruler. At least it did. I don't know if it still translates or not. Um, and you don't really pick a nickname like that. You kind of have to earn that shit. Well, yeah. Um, so during his, 20- I don't think I don't think anybody picked a nickname back then. No, you you earned it. Yeah. Uh, so during his twenty year reign as king, he was a fair but tough ruler. Um, he built churches and monasteries, um, set up a, a a force of almost like tax collectors to go out and make sure people are paying their taxes, and if they weren't. They're fucking shipped off to jail. Um, and he also found this real sweet spot, like right up in the, the very point of this little inlet in the middle of Norway. He's like, I really like this place. I'm going to call it Oslo. And uh, that, that still exists. Yeah. Kind of a big deal. Um, so he took his role as, as king very seriously, as you do. Uh, made sure that all of the stores are fully stocked in the winter because you need to have everything set up because spring and summer, or as the Norwegians would call it back then, raiding season comes about. Well, of course. And he's not, he didn't really get to do much in the line of raiding because he's king and he has to maintain his empire. <sighs> and there's know. a bunch of motherfuckers coming for the strap. And it's fucking terrible. And, you know, and he's just yearning to get the fuck back out there. So he's well, hoping that somebody tags him or something. He's at the, he's at the top of the top of the mountaintop here. Okay. But he can still hope and dream that somebody attacks him. And he's got guys coming for his title. They want the belt and he's about to give it to him. You want to be the man. Uh, you got to beat the man. Exactly. Well, one of the guys that steps up and goes, I'm coming for you. This is old buddy Swain. Uh, see, I told you. Because you can't give people like this fucking access to anything because they're assholes. Exactly. Okay. And he, I told you, if you fuck with them, you're going to get it. In all fairness, Harold started it. Oh, sure. Blame Harold. Magnus uh-huh. wasn't even, most likely wasn't even cold when Harold called his counsel and was like, hey. I want to go fuck with, with Swain. Like, can we do that, please? And they're like, no. And he's like, I like the way you think. We're going to go fuck with Swain. Um, <laughs> so his advisors didn't like the idea. Um, I bet you Harold was like, no, no, no. We can't go fuck with Swain. And then they're like, yes, we're going to. And he's like, no, no, I, I promised him. Reverse psychology, bitch. Uh, <laughs> no, but they, they didn't like the idea of going to war with Denmark, but they also didn't realize it wasn't a suggestion because Harold is not the same kind of ruler as Magnus. Yeah. Magnus was kind of aloof and would take suggestion more. Harold's like, I know what's best for us. Uh-huh. I'll listen to what you guys have to say. But I'm not really going to listen to what you have to say. I'm going to say it was more Unless of a it's something that I like, and then I'll be like, that's cool. I'm glad I had this idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
So you know, we think alike. I mean, it was I know, great, and I know. know you didn't actually say what I'm thinking you said, yeah. but I like the way you said it. But so I, that's what we're gonna do. And I know that's what you were thinking when I thought I said, but I really that's what I want. Yeah. So this kicks off a 16 year war between Norway and Denmark, um, mostly like little small raids into Denmark, and then Denmark would raid back, and you know, obviously, you know, we trade back and forth. It was a good skirmish. Um, in 1049, Harold took the city of Hebede, which was, at the time, one of the biggest trading ports in Denmark. He took the city and decides, fuck it, I'm going to make an example out of this place. Um, I'm going to make it better than it was. I'm going to save you the time of trying to look up Hebede, Denmark on a map, because it doesn't exist anymore. Because he burned it to the ground so thoroughly that it was never Shit. rebuilt. God damn it. As far I as I can tell, it's now... Like a nature preserve kind of area. It's just wooded on the coast, and there's nothing there. Well, it's fucking soiled ground. Because he fucking salted the earth behind him and made sure no no fucking ports could regrow. Um, so, fun fact. Around this whole time period, he has his own currency made. Because he has enough money to have his own currency made with his wow. face on it. It was the first time in Scandinavian history... That a Viking leader had his own currency that held value in other countries. So you could take money from Norway and use it elsewhere. Because it was actually worth something. Hmm. Which is impressive. Yeah, that's that's kind of cool. Now, Harold and Swain keep fighting uh, up until about 1064 when they come to peace. Because probably the last time that happened was probably with uh, Caesar, maybe? You know, because I think his, he went on the coinage. Right, but this was the Rome. first Scandinavian to do it. Yeah, like I'm Scandinavian, saying, Germanic of that Yeah, but I'm, saying, but I'm saying just, you know, oh, yeah. probably before yeah, that. Yeah, all, all of the fucking Romans were. Like uh, yeah. Caesar was. Uh, you know, you know Nero and Caligula, Caligula were. Um, well, but yeah, but I'm saying probably Caesar was the, Julius was probably the first yeah. one. Because they probably kept his, because they all fucking were called Caesar after. Yeah, you know. but he was also the the. His death was also the death of the fucking Roman Republic. After that, it all went to went to shit, because from there you just had Julius Caesar was the was essentially the only good emperor that the Roman Empire ever saw. The rest of them were dog shit maniacs. They really were. They were maniacs before him, and he fucking was like, yeah. I <laughs> and he came in and was like, listen, I'm not even in line for this motherfucker, and I'm sick of your shit. You're done. <laughs> I'm ta- listen, my little If I horse, have to take my fucking belt off, you're not going to like it. Yeah. Go to your fucking room now. <laughs> yeah. That was the equivalent of, you wait till your father gets home. <laughs> yeah. Well, Once Julius rolls in, he, dad, doesn't, he dad. doesn't sound tough, but he's going to black your fucking eyes. Yeah. <laughs> dad came home and fucking... Just fucking back of the hand... Took the you belt off. Shut the off. fuck up. <laughs> you shut your mouth when you're talking to he me. He was a Mexican grandma coming in swinging fucking chonclas at people. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Superman the home. <laughs> uh, so, so they come they come to peace, and this is a good time because Harold. Oh, I'm sorry. This is a good time for Harold because something that would change the landscape of the modern world is about to take place. For that, we kind of have to skip south into the west across the North Sea to merry old England. 
So we're, we're getting Games of Thronesy here because we're not sticking with just one group of people. We got to talk about everybody. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. And I'm going to apologize to our two known British listeners, Ben and Danny. You're about to watch me show my ass when it comes to British history because I don't know a bunch. I'm, I learned all of this stuff on the internet. So, and in books. Uh, which, by the way, Danny recommended a fucking banger of a book that I started listening to at work today. Cannot recommend it highly enough. It's called The Elites. It's written by Ranyal Fiennes, who is, you've heard of the actor Ralph Fiennes? Yeah. Yeah, it's his cousin. Uh, but Ranyal Fiennes is also a historian and a former SAS member and a bad motherfucker in his own right. Also a historian. Think British Dan Carlin. Okay. This book is fucking incredible. And it's basically the history of special forces from the dawn of time up to modern day. Okay. Amazing. If you have Audible, that is your next credit. Like, I'm giving you guys a homework assignment. That should be your next credit if you have Audible. If you like this show, go like a Go fucking shoot us a rating on Audible, please. And thank you. And then download that. Oh. It's What a good amazing, pitch. I like that pitch. Amazing book. Because um, you get like, so we're going to talk about... Uh, um, the 300, we're going to talk about the Immortals. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the crazy shit that I've done in my life. Uh, I'm going to talk about some of the crazy shit that my father did during World War II. And then we're going to talk about the Varangian Guards. And then we're going to talk about uh, uh, the Mamelukes and the fucking uh, all these other people. By the way, did you know fucking Leonidas was 60 years old when he led that the defense of Thermopylae? 60 Supposedly. fucking years old. He was an old man. Supposedly. And he also didn't have a fucking British accent, believe it or not. Supposedly, though. A bad British accent, because he's actually Scottish, but... But, like I said, supposedly, because nobody knows... I mean, like I said, once again, it was all written hundreds of years after the whole fucking thing happened. Right. So, he could have... Supposedly, he could have been 60. Who knows? He could have been fucking 150. I doubt that. You know, yeah, I'm (laughs) saying, you know, nobody really knows. I mean... They say he was 60. Well, he actually could have been 30. 60 seems like a very, very, very well-educated guess. Because a lot of sources, like including that, say he was late 50s, early 60s when he led his boys there and was like, I, what, guess, I guess we're going to fucking die here. But Once again, I, uh, you, can't, you, can't, you can't take it verbatim because nobody, you know... The the history books are so vague on that because we're you're going off the word of people who wrote things so far in the future that no one is alive. Same from can be that said time. with the story we're telling here. Yeah, but a lot of this stuff because during... Snorri didn't come around until the 1300s. True, 300 years after this shit. Yeah, but a lot of his is, I mean, it's all like a lot, a lot of word of mouth and stuff like that. So was that you know. So which, was that. Yeah, which, I mean, some like I said, like you were saying, some of that can be, you know, well, not correct. Well, what we're about to get into is some shit that is not disputable. Okay. Because it's very... Hi? Hi. Fuck, did you guys just, like, come banging in here like a SWAT team? I don't know how they my got fucking, it open. My fucking dodge just booted the door in like we got swatted. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Um... So, if you're not familiar with 
I'm, I can't really call it British history because it's English history at this point because they're not British. They're still English. Uh, if you're not familiar with English history at this point, things are a little, <clears throat> I guess, unstable would probably be the best word well, to there use. Well, is, there is no <clears throat> what, what, what period, time period is this? Uh, 1064 to 1065. Okay, so, so there is no Britain. They're Britons, but they're not. There is no they, England. They were they were about to become English. Yeah, there is no England well, right now because there is no there there Brit there's Britons there's you know whatever and then there's these fucking assholes that come across from the well we're 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 just splitting hairs at this point, um, because if we really want to get into like the in depth political bullshit that went on here, we'd be here all week. Talking about just that. So I tried to break it down as quickly as possible. <laughs> Bear with me because there's a lot of similar names and a lot of weird shit going on all at the same time. What only matters is what happens a year after. Right. You know. So there were a load of powerful families in different parts of England at this point. At this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two that we're going to focus on are the Godwins of Northumbria and the royal family of Wessex. Um, so you remember the Canute, the great of England that we talked about earlier? Um, he had a son by the name of Edward, the confessor. Mm-hmm. So to try to smooth things over between these two powerful families, because the Godwins had so had been in control of Northumbria so long that they, they had had time to like build up forces where they were. At any given time, it seems like they could have just fucking marched into Wessex and stomped these guys out and been like, it's us now. Fuck you. Um, But they could have done that and just kind of swept through the entire country and taken it over. So to kind of smooth shit out, um, Edith of Northumbria, who is... She goes on to become Edward's wife. Okay. Her brother is Harold Godwinson. Okay who is the overall ruler of Northumbria. Yeah, because at this time, it's like Kevin's saying Northumbria, but then there was... was, uh, Northumbria, Wessex, Mercia. Mercia Mercia was the biggest. Right. Well... um, Because it had... East Anglia. Yeah. uh, There was like like eight or nine. I can't remember. I, I haven't listened to fucking... Bernard Cornwall in long enough to remember there's, the names there, there, of all of yeah, them. Yeah, but, yeah, but, um, but there's just so many that, you know, broken up. And, you know, because, I mean, but Wessex was, like, the big one because it had London. That's where London was. Or Lundine, as they yeah. called it at the time. Um, So here's the problem, okay? You have Harold Godwinson, who's, like, the overall in charge of Northumbria. His brother Tostig is the Earl of Northumbria. His brother, Alfgar, is the Earl of Mercia. His other brother, Gareth, uh, I'm going to go with Garth, Gareth, Gareth, G-Y-R-T-H. Fucking, he doesn't really matter, but he's the Earl of East Anglia. Okay. So this is starting to make Edward a touch nervous because they control fucking everything around him except for Wessex. So he's a little nervous, okay? The other family controlled more of the country than he did, but he had made alliances with the Welsh, 
and the Scots to kind of come in and just fucking raid and all these different little territories and just keep them busy enough that they couldn't to make it like trying to fucking herd cats. Like I can't fucking see what you're doing and try to kick this guy's yeah, ass at the same time. The Welsh was uh, this Mercia. If I no, the, the, the Welsh were further West than Mercia, but they would have come into Mercia, I believe. Um, but it was it was just enough to it was just harassing attacks, just enough to make sure that they couldn't get all their shit together to come after him. Pretty smart move. So in October of 1065, uh, Tostig was on a hunting expedition with Edward, uh, the Confessor, and these two actually got along fairly well because Tostig was kind of he didn't really give a shit so much about trying to become king. He was just kind of happy where he was at. He's like, eh, I don't have to do fucking anything. I, I just sit in my chair. People bring me pork. It's fantastic. Um, and uh, so they're out and a messenger rides up and uh, let's toast Igno. Hey, uh, <laughs> old timey AOL, you got mail, motherfucker. Um, and it turns out that his services as the Earl of Northumbria are no longer required. There had been a rebellion while he was gone and he's replaced by Morcar of Mercia. Another one of their goddamn brothers. Because apparently, this Godwin fella just fucking made boys. Like, that's... I don't know how many there were, but I know there's a few less after this whole thing transpires. Um, so, he rolled... Uh, ro- uh, he rode to Northampton with Edward, and they met with the other leaders, including uh, another big name we're about to run into, Harold Godwinson, his brother. Toasting gets big mad at Harold. He accuses him of starting the uprising. And he did all of this in front of the king, essentially the king of fucking England. Pointing fingers and like, this guy's an asshole. He started all this shit to get me in trouble. And Edward told him, well, this sounds like a family matter. I think you two ought to settle it yourselves. <laughs> I'm going to stay the fuck out of this because I don't really care because I don't trust any of you fuckers. Um... Neither really wanted to do anything about it. Harold refuses to take claim for it, and he tells Toastig to eat dicks. Edward was outnumbered in the telling to Toastig to eat dicks, so eat dicks did Toastig. He flees to first, um, what would be like uh, Holland, that area, like where the Flems were, like the Flemish. Yep. And then he goes to Norway, and he's like, hey. Harold, you're the only Harold I fucking like currently, and I got a whole bunch of shit to tell you. So, January 5th, 1066. <laughs> there is a palpable disturbance in the force because Edward the Confessor dies of a sickness. I don't know what it was. I don't know how long he had it. He got sick and died. He, he could have had the fucking sniffles and died. Yeah. That's not the important part. That's just part. how it happens. The important then. part is he's dead. Yeah. There's now a race to the throne, and being the new most powerful man in all of goddamn England, Harold Godwinson basically just kicks the doors open and is like, I like this place. I think I'm going to move in. Yeah. Yeah, that chair looks like it's made for my ass. So uh, he takes over. What he didn't realize is there's now a shakeup in England, and everybody wants their shot. Yeah. 
As Godwinson's getting all comfy in his, I'm assuming, overstuffed, gold-lined throne, Harold Hardrada and Tostig are hatching a plan and gathering an army. Harold may have been the heavyweight champion in Norway, but he wanted to step up a weight class and become the king of England also. Uh-huh. Okay. His forces numbered about 10,000. He had to send them over in 300 longships. 300 longships full of bloodthirsty Norwegian psychopaths are now headed across the North Sea. But he wasn't about to miss out on the action. Like, nah, I'm not going to let you guys go in and fight and have all the fun. You fucking crazy. I've got plenty of sons. I'll leave one of them here to run it. I'll take another one with me. I'm going to take my soon-to-be son-in-law with me because he's a good shit, too. I like him. He's a good egg. Um, so Harold lands in Scarborough. Um, this town would be the first to find out that uh, Harold don't play fucking games. Uh, they refuse to surrender. So again, he does his bird trick, his magic trick. I'm, I'm about to pull a flaming sparrow out of my hat. Yeah. Fuck you. Um, and uh, burns the entire city to the ground and then proceeds to move inland. Um, they make their way to York, which at the time is a huge deal because yeah. York is a really, really big trading post yeah. and travel outlet. Yep. Because it's it's almost into that area where you're in the northern part of England. You're not quite into Scotland, so you're still safe. You don't have to worry about the Picts and the Scots and all those fucking guys messing with you. You're in, Nor- you're in Northumbria. Right. York's a big deal. Um, so what Harold didn't realize is that at the time, the Earls Edwin and Morcar were both in York with their forces. Unfortunately for Edwin and Morcar, they didn't realize that they were waiting for Harold Hardrada. <laughs> they thought that they were just there, just hanging out, you know, gathering forces to head south. Um, he <laughs> he essentially kicks their teeth in at the Battle of Fulford Gate. Um, but as in war, obviously both sides take casualties. Mm-hmm. The big difference is here... The English can gather forces as they move. He can't. So every single person that dies under his watch just fucks him a little bit more. Okay. So Toasting was deployed on the side direct, uh, directly across from Edwin. Um, because Edwin was one of the ones that was also at that meeting that he had. That was really, really not on his side. Um, and Harold squares off with Morcar. Harold broke Morcar's lines pretty fucking quickly, um, which is a good thing because Toastig and Edward had basically fought to a, a stalemate. They nobody's doing anything. Um, so after Harold breaks through Morcar's lines, he kind of flanks Edward, um, which allows Toastig to get in and take advantage of the situation, and they end up pushing the English back into York. So four days later, after they had obviously heard what had happened in Scarborough, they surrendered because they didn't want their city burned to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and Harold took something like a hundred children hostages out of the situation. Um, children of highborn families. Um, with this, this was not like nowadays where you like jam a gun into somebody's temple and be like, you're a hostage now. This was, I'm taking these people as insurance that you don't attack me. Yeah. Because if you attack me, I don't know which one of these kids is yours, but I'm going to find out real quick when I kill all of them. 
I'll make sure I get the right one. Exactly. Um, so Harold Godwinson, um, which by the way, their names are spelled the same, which it's H A R A L D. I had to pr- I had to spell his with an O instead, so that I didn't get him fucking confused. Um, so Godwinson gets word of the attack at York, and he gathers up an army of ten thousand men, and they do some hardcore humping. They went 185 miles in four days on foot across the rough-ass English countryside. There's no paved roads at this point. They are just fucking humping through fields. Harold and Tostig were essentially caught with their pants down when he got there. Um, They let the men get comfortable for a few days because they knew eventually Godwinson's coming to fight him. Yeah. So they're like, we'll take a couple of days and recoup, just kind of chill, get you know, regain your strength and all that, because um, we've got time. We've got time. We've got time. They didn't have time, because he didn't realize that Godwinson has already unlocked Blitzkrieg mode. Um, they're now, p- <laughs> so I cannot understate how unprepared Harold and Tostig are for this, because when Godwinson showed up. Their guys weren't even in fucking armor. They were just chilling in the grass, picking flowers and shit. They don't got no fucking shoes on. They're just partying, man. It's it's a good time. So, little did these men know that they were about to do battle in what was going to be one of the, essentially one of the battles that would shape England and in the long run, the world. Because if this doesn't happen... Other dominoes don't fall, and the English Empire isn't what it was. So, Harold Hardrada and Harold Godwinson are getting ready to fight. And this is the point, like in the pay-per-view, where the lights would go out, and the crowd gets real quiet, and the fucking Undertaker's music hits, and everybody's fucked. Because William the Bastard... Which I personally like that one a lot because that's what the British called him. Uh, also, aka William the Duke of Normandy, aka Big Dick Billy, is literally climbing aboard a ship. Aka William the Conqueror. Yeah, aka my grandfather was on fucking Vikings. Suck it. My um, grandfather was like was you know, Rollo. Rollo <laughs> was the only one that you know we can confirm, truly confirm, except for you know Bjorn Ironside. Bjorn and. But these two are literally squaring off and yelling at each other from across the field as he's shoving off into the fucking English Channel. Okay? Because I did the math. What we're about to talk about took place two days before he landed in southern England. So he was on his way to the fucking ring already. (laughs) So September 25th, 1066. Godwinson's forces crest the hill and they're looking down onto Hardrada and Tostig's forces. So Harold Godwinson is in a good fucking position because he's getting to fight downhill, which is always better tactically than fighting uphill. Knowing that Harold Hardrada is obviously not going to send his men off to die at the foot of a hill because that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Okay. So the Norsemen are still, they see it and they're like, oh fuck. And they're scrambling. So, they're trying to get ready to fight. And eventually, <laughs> uh, man, so this is the fun part. Before shit really kicks off, Godwinson himself approaches 
Hardrada, and Toastig. Okay. Find my spot here. Um, he offers his brother Toastig a pardon. Leave him. Come home. All good. Water under the bridge. Everything's forgotten and forgiven. Yeah. And uh, Harold, because, you know, if you give a Saxon trader a cookie, his giant Norse murder machine is going to want a glass of milk, obviously. Harold says, what am I going to get in return if I leave? And Godwinson responded, and I fucking quote, you'll be given seven feet of English ground for you're taller than most men. So roughly translated to, you get fucking nothing and like it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so Godwinson and Toasting separate. They go their own ways, sealing both of their fates at this point. The battle begins. The Saxons come hammer-assing down the hill, and they smash into the Norse that are on the western side of what would become known as Stamford Bridge. Poorly armed and armored, they still put up a pretty goddamn good fight because they're still Vikings. Yeah. They're breathing. They're going to fight you. I don't care if they've got fucking plastic forks and, like, rubber bowling pins. They're going to fight you. So they, they basically, they stood their ground trying to give the guys on the other side long enough to get ready to fight. So the Saxons were more than happy to send these fucking filthy Norsemen to Valhalla. And, uh, they, but what they didn't realize here is that Harold had brought an anonymous crazy motherfucker, potentially the baddest son of a bitch to ever set foot on English soil with him. We have no idea who this guy's name is. All we know is he's simply referred to at throughout history as the bridge Viking. This guy steps to the center of the bridge with a giant Dane axe and a massive set of balls and holds the line. Which people don't know if that's actually even true, if it actually even happened. It's pretty well documented that it happened because I have a pretty well documented case of how he was killed. So, I've, like I said, I've also, I've, I've heard, you know. Stuff Did you hear said, it from English sources, I would assume? No, it's, it's, it's many different sources that said that, you know, there's. They don't really know if if he actually exists. It's kind of like a William Wallace type thing. You know? Well, the, the the common consensus here is that this guy steps out there and he holds the fucking line. Yeah. Um, this this guy allegedly killed, sent to Jesus, forty Saxons. Before, obviously, they're like, we gotta settle the fuck down because this this guy clearly enjoys his job. So let's stop throwing dudes into a wood chipper. So they give him a little bit of a breather. And honestly, in one of the most cowardly acts of this entire battle, some filthy Saxon fuck tosses a barrel into the river upstream and hops on top of it. <laughs> He's sailing downstream with his spear and he gets to the bridge and he kind of sticks his spear up to stop himself against the boards, slows himself down, pulls the spear down and just jams it up through the slats and stabbed this guy in a spot you really, really don't want to get stabbed in. Then he pulled it out. Stabbed him again, two, three times, and finally killed this hero <laughs> by stabbing him in the uh, the booty hole and the balls a whole bunch mm -hmm. with a spear. Not fun. Um, so now that the bridge Viking's gone, uh, the Saxons just kind of flood across the bridge. Yeah, because they, they said that, you know, what I was told is the guy, oh. like, he, he was like, go ahead, go ahead, because they were getting their asses beat. 
and they're like he's like you know i'll make the last stand i'll hold it yeah you go you know i'll make the last stand. he was killing a lot of people you guys get ready because they got to get through me <laughs> yeah i mean and then yeah you know, he held it for only so long he killed 40 men yeah he killed 40 men <laughs> I mean, he he still didn't beat Cotton Hill's record. He didn't kill fifty men, but he no. killed forty men. No, but I, but you know, he held the line for so long, got the Medal of Honor, you know, <laughs> Distinguished Cross, whatever. <laughs> he was met at the gates of Valhalla with blowjobs. Yeah, <laughs> let's put it that way: blowjobs, mead, and mutton. He is just like. This is why I fucking did it. <laughs> I mean, for him, it wouldn't be that. It would just be, you know, hey, he got was met at you know, the gates of heaven and was... <laughs> he's a Christian, but Jesus gets there and he's like, bro, no, you go over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, in the, you're in the wrong line. You're supposed to go over there. <laughs> yeah. I heard there's women yelling at you, yelling for you already, so, like, fucking get to it. And your, uh, your childhood dog's there. He's looking for you. <laughs> yep. Go. Um... So shortly after these guys cross the bridge, Toasty is killed like damn near immediately because he was he was not a good fighter compared no. to the rest of these guys. Um, and it's at this point in time that our boy Harold stands up from behind something. They don't know if it was a rock or if it was a pile of equipment and starts shouting commands to his men, trying to trying to form up into shield walls and you know get defensive and get ready to fight. Mm. Um, and it turns out that Harold Hardrada had an Achilles heel. And that was arrows to the throat. Uh, <laughs> uh, Surprise. Yes. Uh, Harold died, obviously, uh, right there at the age of 50. So the last hour and 30-ish minutes that we've been talking about, mm-hmm. he did this in 50 years. That's a good fucking run. It is. You know? Um, so his soon-to-be son-in-law, uh, a guy by the name of Eistein, who was actually back on shore, like back towards uh, Scarborough, had gotten word that the fight had, st- this battle has started. Okay. So he rounds up all of his dudes and they start heading inland. Uh, so, and again, this is another one of those, like, you know, old legend has it kind of things, um, was that he pushed his men so hard to, uh, to get there so fast that guys were dropping dead as they were running. Um, and keep in mind, they're about 35 miles away from the fighting. So, and it's like, I don't really know if they, if they were still at the beach or if they'd move inland further, if they'd move up, moved up to like, uh, up to York or something and they weren't that far out. Mm -hmm. It's, it's fuzzy. Um, but he showed up and his guys were all fully armored and they fought like fucking dogs. Uh, they inflicted pretty heavy casualties on the Saxons, but it was, you know, it was too little too late at this point. Um, a large amount of the men were captured and they were offered and accepted a truce and they left England. They, they limped their remaining, uh, ships, uh, which by the way, they, they left Norway with 300 ships. They returned to Norway with 25. So it, it's, this is, pretty well the last time that you would see Vikings try to take England. And it was one of the very last times that they actually invaded another country in anger, essentially. Um, William the Conqueror, on the other hand, uh, <laughs> big we'll, Dick Willie. We'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to him at some point in time. Cause, uh, 
Yeah, he earned that nickname, the bastard. He really, really fucking did. Um, he comes strolling into town. Yeah. Hey, hey, what's Just up, fuckers? Big dick swinging like nice country here. It'd be a shame if a Frenchman fucked it up. <laughs> I, th- I believe uh, the next four years were his. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, let's put it this way. Uh, so, spoiler alert: Harold Godwinson took over as King of England on January sixth of ten sixty six. Um, by October, I believe it was 21st of 1066. He did. Uh, William the Conqueror is king of England. <laughs> well, so, uh, well, no, he's not the king of England. Well, he, just, he just kills him, and then he starts to... He, he was king of England in everything but title. <laughs> yeah, he starts to uh, take his reign. He starts to enforce his uh, his shit yeah. on, so, and, uh, on England, or, well, on Anglo-Saxon... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> England or whatever. Y'all are Normans now. Yeah. Suck it. You know. So, in, in, in pro wrestling terms, uh, Harold Godwinson was what they would call a transition champion. Where it's like, this guy's going off somewhere else. This dude's hurt. We gotta, we gotta throw you in here. So that when he's not hurt anymore, he's gonna come in and push your shit in. And then people are gonna forget that you existed. Yeah, because you went from September, uh, you know, fighting some Vikings. You're and... from January. Well, no. Well, the the battle of yeah was of, in September. Uh, battle of uh, Stanford Bridge was in September. September of yeah, ten sixty six. Less than a October, month later. <laughs> less than a month later, you're fucking worm food. Yeah, you're dead. Yeah, because you know. he died at uh, Hastings. Battle of Hastings, ten sixty six. It was just a yeah. change of of how you know. Which honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. It was a toss up between doing the Varingian Guard and just doing England ten sixty six. But I'm kind of glad I did what I did. Because then we got to talk about this crazy motherfucker who is just a goddamn legend. Um, yeah, when so, luck people, yeah, so I mean, when you take history class in, in high school, you learn about We Battle don't of learn Hastings. about this shit over here. What are you talking about? We don't uh, learn about a lot of this shit. Oh, I learned about the Battle of Hastings. Okay, but you graduated uh, fucking, what, 10 years before I did? Well, a lot I don't of, know. What year did you graduate? 99. I graduated in 2006. Shit changed in that period. My junior year, I had a history teacher that was a pacifist, an American history teacher, who was a pacifist, and I quote, we will not be talking about any battles or combat in my class. And we covered from 1770 to 1970. That's all we did for 200 fucking years was fucking fight people. Real boring history class. We're not going to talk about any of the fun shit. There was shit that happened. Most of it revolving around wars. Sometimes, you know, like, uh, you know, we had like the revolution, which was kind of a big deal. The civil war, which is kind of important and Spanish American war. Who gives a fuck about that one? Kind of, you know, the Mexican American war, eh, whatever Eh. that the Mexican American war was the training grounds for the fucking generals that would take the the, Mexican American war. war, That was, you know, uh, like I said, the Mexican American war was a training exercise for guys that would become generals in the civil war. Because they they got back and the Civil War kicks off and they're like, well, I'm from Virginia, so I guess I have to fight for these guys. And I know we were buddies when we were fighting Mexicans, but I guess fuck you, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like the, you know, the World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, Korea, you know, some important shit happened in that period of time, uh, you know. But uh, yeah. So anyway, that was uh, that was Harold Hardrada. Yeah. Uh, the last king of the Vikings. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, 
I'm not I gonna mean, lie, badass I had, man. I had a lot of fun reading about this motherfucker. <laughs> He's kind of a you know a badass in his own right. Oh fuck yeah, a historical badass. Oh yeah, you know you. I think it still falls underneath history. And, it is. You know, and it's badass. Like and... I said, it was a badass appendix to history because yeah. he's connected to it. So now that that rule's set, we can do that. I love it. Okay? I love it. So uh, we got some business to take care of because next week you are covering a crime, correct? I am. So you get to roll that beautiful, beautiful cube and see what I get. No. You just did that. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't get another badass? No. Damn it. Cryptid. Okay. You are cryptid. So. Okay. Well, I'll find some. Yeah. Now, what what is our definition of a cryptid? Just for future reference here. Does it have to be a literal undiscovered animal like what a cryptid would be? Or can it be a legendary creature of of lore? That's, that's what I would think. Okay. I mean, that's, that's I think that I think that uh you know suffices okay okay um also um i've recently learned some things about someone that we covered in one of our episodes fucking a dog's age ago at this point that i think we may have to go back and revisit him because what i covered was a lot of the lore and legend of what this man did and it turns out what he actually did is fucking crazier almost. Who? Liver Eating Johnson. Oh. Because uh, there was another show I was listening to where this guy like explained his source that he found this stuff from. And I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't remember reading any of that. And I went and read it and I was like, motherfucker, this is, this is the real deal. This is what actually happened. So we may have to go back and revisit him at some point. Okay. Because um, remember, remember there was uh, towards the end of it, there was that group of like fucking like eighth graders or whatever that were in California that were like, we should really have him dug up and then buried back here because that's where he belongs. He shouldn't be buried in California. Cause it wasn't, you know, he, he wouldn't like it. One of those kids grew up to write a fucking website and do a bunch of actual digging into what he really did. And Holy shit. Almost. I'm going to, I'm going to put it on par with the craziness of the story that I actually told of him. Hmm. So, Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll have to revisit that. Cool. All right. Well, you've done enough talking. So, I sure uh, have. So, yeah. So, with that said, uh, if you're in the mood for a pair of headphones, earbuds, a Bluetooth speaker, look no further than Studio. Go check them out at studio.com. S-U-D-I-O.com. Go check them out. Find what you, you know, most definitely would want because, you know, we, we have, you know, Different. We have a Kevin has a Bluetooth speaker. We both have uh, headphones. I use my E 2s every and, day, and we have uh, you know the uh, multiple uh, the earbuds. Earbuds. Yep. I use and my E 2s every day at work. So yeah, yeah. Them. Find what you want. Put it in your basket. Go to checkout. Put the promo code in the little like you know coupon section that says and then it's not like promo code, it, but it says coupon. I yeah. think and put the promo code of. Dark Windows 15 in to get 15% off your entire purchase. Also, if you want to look us up, we're on Facebook, Dark Windows Podcast. Only one on there as far as I know. No. No. There's two on there. Well, there is. Well, there but is, they're both ours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's uh, uh, our actual Facebook page. Yeah, like the fan page. and then Fan page. Then we've got the show page the where show you can page. go and leave us a review. Please. Yes. It helps. 
Uh, and you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter, Twitter via Instagram at Dark Windows Pod for both. Um, you know, you'll find us on there. Uh, I'm I'm on I am on Instagram. I'm on uh, I am Speedy A S P E E D I E eight zero two. I'm like I always say every show. Every episode at the end, you'll only find pretty much stuff on my dog. Maybe like a picture of of the sunset and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, Kevin, because you're a stoic and shit. Yeah, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin's on there. He's at uh, Kevin sucks at stuff. There's an underscore there's, between all of those. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Also, uh, we're both on Facebook. Yep. Um, he's Kev Carlton. I'm Kevin Heyer. So if you see one of us on, you know, we post something up. Just you know, if you want to message us, message us. You know, we'll most likely respond. And honestly, the biggest thing to plug here is uh, go over to patreon.com forward slash dark windows podcast. Um, join up there. It's $5 a month. You get a, a bonus episode every week. Yep. Um, we're up to like 16 or 17 episodes now. Um, again, also, huge shout out to uh, uh, Melissa, Evan, and David, our current patrons. Um, so if you'd like to join them and see what you're missing out on because there's a lot of fun shit going on over there. Um, we sometimes stick to topic. Yeah. Not, not very often, but, but you know, sometimes we, we've, we we've don't. started kind of like veering away from sticking to topic yeah. lately. And I like it because it's something different. Sometimes there's not some stuff to, to talk about on topic. Right. Um, cause sometimes we like to, you know, add a little extra. Like last week I added a little extra to the episode because I was like, I got to thinking about, uh, the the walls of Constantinople, and I thought I heard, you know, there's some stuff more about it, and I was like, you know, at least it wasn't the walls of Jericho. Very yeah, painful. True. Let's, uh, you know, I want to talk more about it, so I did. And then, uh, if you technically, technically, if you knock the walls of Jericho down about ten degrees, it turns into the lion tamer, which sucks even worse. True. So, very true. I'm a fucking loser. <laughs> you are a nerd. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, also we've got some we get some badass merch we can send you guys if you want anything. Um, we we do t-shirts, uh, stickers. Uh, t-shirts are twenty dollars for uh, most of the designs that we have. Our special edition, like our uh, uh, Lizard Man Unabomber and the uh, Black Metal Varg shirts, those are twenty five just because they are a very intricate design that were that were done by one of our listeners who is a wonderful artist. Um, and if you want one of those, shoot us an email at dwp merch at gmail.com and we can uh we can talk business mm-hmm. we can uh we'll hook you up yeah my wife's pregnant but she's not like i can't make t-shirts anymore pregnant so well i mean right now all good you know so she might become you know that point sometime that's gonna take some time yeah i uh, mean a few more months yeah you know but uh yeah uh yeah and also you can find us on uh pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts yeah. and if you can rate review on uh where you can rate and review just Kind of do it, yeah. You know, and and if uh, you write us a bad one, we'll we'll read it. Well, we're all, if you write a if you leave us a bad review, we're only gonna read it if you're a douche. Yeah. If you're like, hey, I listened to this, it wasn't for me. I didn't like this part of it. That's fine. If it's constructive criticism, that's fine. If you're leaving us a thing and being like, these assholes suck because one of them can't fucking read, the other one's too loud, and be like, sorry, it's genetic that I'm loud and Kevin's stupid. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know Boom. what? <laughs> Fuck you. So with that being said, we are going to take off 
I'm going to go fuck out of here. You're, gonna, uh, you're not going home. You're uh, already I, home, you dipshit. Shut up. <laughs> yes. With that said, just because you can't see out fuck in the dark you. doesn't mean the dark Fuck out of here with that shit. Oh, fuck you. I'm saying it. So there. Well, say it that. right then. Just because you can't see out in the dark? Or no? Wait. No. Wait, no? Shit. Jesus Christ. See, I don't say it enough. Just because you can't see out into the dark. I was. I said that right. Doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. And no, you didn't. You said just because you can't see into the dark. Dirk. No. You fucking. I did you not. stepped on your own tongue. I that did whole not. Thing. You suck. Goodbye. Uh.